Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. And let's say this together. Everybody say collision. Oh, come on. Y'all can do better than that. Collision. Perception. Let's say it again. Say collision. Perception. I do. I believe that's why we're here tonight. I know that's why I'm here tonight. And it's, it's why we gather. We gather in this place that we might experience Christ, that we might encounter him, and that our lives might collide with his reality. Everybody say his reality. It's when things change, when our reality, the things that we're going through in life, that's, that's the true reality. Things change when we collide and our lives, our reality collides with his reality. I'm so glad you guys are here tonight. Those that are tuning in live through Facebook, those who days from now that will be listening uh, via podcast, I believe that tonight um, my prayer is that you would leave equipped, that you would leave encouraged, and that you would leave built up. I, just, I believe that when you come in here, you need to be given tools to equip you. I believe that you need to, you need to be encouraged because how many knows that there's a lot of bad news? News, Fox News, CNN News, Facebook News, your mama's news, everybody's news. How many know everybody's got some news to tell you, right? Sometimes you just want to say, shut to the up. Thank you, Medea. Just stop. Just tune that stuff. It's like, you, you, and you know how you can just turn your TV off. Sometimes you just wish you could just turn somebody else off like, shh. I know, y'all, I know some of y'all just dying to look at your spouse and go, yes, I wish I could say that. But I never want to say that to my wife. I know she's watching from St. Augustine tonight. She's over at a teacher's conference. So, but I, I never want to mix up that communication line that she can say whatever she wants to say to me anytime she wants to say it. And the church said, amen. 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 Well, before I give you the title, don't, give it, don't put it up there yet. Um, I, I want you to know that I, I prayed about what to title this because I really want there to be absolutely no question about now what did he really mean like what was he what message was he really trying to say okay so we're gonna I want to speak tonight from the simple subject does life really suck okay and I know I know I know I know I know I know that was a little racy for some of y'all okay it's like what He, he said that word in church I don't even know if he's a Christian no, I'm, I'm, I, I, just, I realize that the message title might, might push a few of you to the edge, um, but I just believe that, that God's truth should be in our face. I mean, it's got to be practical. I mean, how many times have, in the course of your life have ever said, and I guess there's really no students in here that would be like, oh my gosh, there's some parents I know would probably think that, but how many have ever really said, man, this sucks? Just, just be honest. Just, I mean, this, life sucks. Like, this situation just, it bites Okay, I'm, I'm trying to I'm going to keep it PG, but I'm but I'm, I'm just saying I got to come to you in a way that you understand, because I know that's how it is for me, because you see the bumper stickers. I mean, some of the most negative comments and we've moved away from bumper stickers, but I was looking back at some of them today uh, through through studying. I mean, some, some of the most negative comments people put because they didn't ha- they didn't they weren't brassy enough to tell you to your face. But if you ever want to know what the opinion is. Uh, opinion is of the one driving the car they always put it on their bumper sticker if they want you to know something they would never tell you to your face but but it's, it's things like i was looking at some real of course you know we got the message from the one that said life sucks and i was like does it really like does it really 
And that's what we're going to go tonight. But I was thinking of another one. It said, uh, this one was funny. It said, car is unlocked, keys are under the Rottweiler. I was like, okay, I can't touch that. And then another one that said, you can't fix stupid, but you can numb it with a two by four. Amen, amen, amen. But I'm blown away because, you know, we laugh and things are funny. But if you think about it, we, like I said, we've moved away from bumper stickers and now it's on Facebook. Like negativity used to be something that we frowned upon. Like we, 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 it, we were turned off by it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you knew somebody negative on the job site, you just, you knew that was like, that's how they are all the time. You know, some of us have a bad day. It's okay to slip into just a, just a little bit of negative, just a little bit, but don't go crazy with it. But, but how many knows that one person on your job and they just totally negative all the time? It used to be where we were, we were turned off by that. But how many knows today it's become entertaining? Like to watch people just totally lose their mind and lose all their brains being negative. Like we, we want to pull up a chair and get some popcorn and watch the set. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's so crazy how things have, how things have changed. But now positive people are looked at as crazy. Like, positive people that's why it's so hard because we want to fit in we want people to like us so if if everything around us is negative what do we what do we ease into negativity and if you want to show up on your job because you've come on a wednesday night and you you go back to your job and go man life doesn't suck what you're going you what you're looking at what you're having to go through it's really not that bad they want to look at you like a calf looking at a new gate like what's wrong with you why can't you be negative like us? Just get on the bandwagon and help us cuss this person out and, and, and shoot the bird. and all. Like, help, we want you to be a part of, of this. And if you can't do that, then you're not a part of our group. How many knows that's the society that we're living in today? So I ask the question, does life really suck? Is, is life really that bad? Is life really that bad? And I'm telling you, I'm talking to myself because it doesn't take but one second for something not to go my way. Or the way I, I scripted it out at the beginning of the day that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, and if something doesn't go right, my wife will tell you in a hot minute that I will lose my mind because it didn't go the way I thought, thought it needed to go. That's just a Weber trait. I'm not proud of it. It's just something that, that I'm, I'm trying to undevelop in myself as God is working with me. But So, so tonight, it's not, it's not pointing fingers. It's going, hey, I'm there too. Life gets crazy. Things just go off the wall. And then I'm like, man, this... Oh, this, this, this is horrible. This sucks. I'm going to stop saying that because I know, but, but this is horrible. But, but, but God's working with me to go, you need to see it the way that I see it. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. It's all about perception. Turn your neighbor, tell him, say, it's, it's just perception. It's just perception. Listen, what we go through in life and the challenges that we face, all the adversity that we go through, it's not a waste. Everybody say, it's not a waste. If you're wondering when I'm going to get to the Word, you can go ahead and turn in James chapter 1. I'm going to get there in just a minute. I'll meet you there in about, about just a few minutes tonight. But the things that we go through, this is what I want you to understand. And, we're gonna, and we're, I'm going I'm to show it to you in the Word. The things that we go through is not a waste. All those things that just totally, totally mess up your day and mess up relationships and all the things that just, ah, I wish I could change this, it's not a waste. Let it be. Let it be. All the conflicts, they, they aren't a coincidence. It's something that God wants to use in our lives. Are you serious? Yeah, that, that relationship that drives you crazy, that family member, that in-law, outlaw, mother-in-law, all, everybody, all that, it's there for a purpose. It's there for a purpose. Somebody said, boy, I'm going to need you to show me that because I'm not, I'm not buying into what you're selling right now. Okay, hold on, we'll be there in just a minute. 
But God, what he's doing is there, there are things that God is wanting to use in your life. He's wanting to work out of you. Listen, he's wanting to work out of us the things that we put in us that is stopping what he wants to do through us. He wants to work those things out of us so that he can work into us his plan and purpose. Let me say that again. All the crazy moments in our lives. He is trying. I didn't say God's sending it. He's allowing it. It doesn't mean just because things are crazy that God, God turned his back or he stepped off the throne for a minute and you're on autopilot. No, 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 no. He, what, what's happening is he's allowing those things to happen because he's trying to work something out of you so that he can work something in you. And that's called his plan and his purpose for your life. Now, now the misconception about following Jesus is this. Oh, come on, come to Jesus just as you are, and then everything's going to be cheesecake and pie. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. Your bank account is going to be just, you're going to be rolling. You'll have the perfect marriage. Everybody's going to love you. He'll take away all the pain, and baby, you're going to be rich. Negative, Houston. We got a problem. Listen, God's not solely interested in making you, he's not solely interested in making you happy. He wants to make you holy, Okay. Doesn't mean he doesn't, he wants you to be unhappy, but he, his interest in you isn't your happiness, it's being holy. And through being holy, you will find happiness. It's in Jesus Christ that we find true fulfillment and happiness. Now, after tonight, when you hear the word or you're, or you're, you, you feel like you need to say, man, this sucks. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even want to do this no more. I just, I want you to hear my voice and go, does life really suck? Like that's, that's what you need to come against that. Because I don't believe that thought of, man, this is, that negative, that negative thought didn't come from God. Anything that's negative, anything that causes division, anything that, anything that's, that's causing chaos is not from God, it's from the devil. So what you need to counter that with is, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. He's, he's, he's trying to work something out of me so that he can work something into me. Amen? All right, let's go there. James chapter one, verse one says this. James, a servant of God and and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Sounds like a letter, doesn't it? Hey, bingo, you're right. It is a letter from James. Now, two questions that we need to ask ourselves, and we're probably going to be in James. This, this particular series is probably going to go on for a little bit. Um, so you can invite your friends and be like, whoa, just check out the title of this message. It will freak you out. But two questions that you need to ask yourself is this. Number one, who wrote the book? Who wrote the book, and who is the book written to? So we know that it is James, the brother of Jesus, and he's writing the book to Jews who were scattered, who were converted uh, into Christianity. And they're being persecuted. And the book of James, as we're going to go through this, emphasizes pressure points. Everybody say pressure points. It's going to emphasize pressure points and having practical faith in the face of adversity. And that's what we're going to do. we got to have practical faith. That's why I named it what I did. It's got to be practical. It's got to be something you can identify. Because if I came up here and said something crazy and totally religious like, thy life isn't as bad as you thinketh. Like, you'd be like, dude, he's trying too hard. But if I say, your life don't really suck, you'd be like, hey, I, I can identify with that. Yes? Exactly. Exactly. So we want it to be practical, and that's what James is he's doing. He's emphasizing pressure points, things that we go through in our lives, things that they were going through, and having practical faith in the face of adversity. Tonight, what I want, what, what I want you to hear, whenever you are at that place or wherever you're going through it, I want, you to, I want you to hear that word. It's not that bad. It's really not. 
that bad. All right, let's go to verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. The testing of your faith develops perseverance. When we read that, it says consider it pure joy. To consider means to perceive or to think. Now, what he's, he's not saying that the trial that you're going through, that issue, that problem, what James is not saying uh, that what you're going through, that marriage that's a little rocky or, or that may be failing or, 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 or you, you're in business and, you're, and your business is just, just is going under. He's not saying, oh, that's good. Be happy. My marriage sucks. Good for you. It's not what he's saying. But see, because when it says consider, it's saying to perceive it this way or think about it this way. It's called perception. You can have, one, you can have the most jacked up situation. You can have the most jacked up marriage. And you can perceive that this thing is going under. But if you look at it the way God is and what something he's trying to work out of you, it could be pride. It could be having your own way. It could be, it could be whatever. He may be trying to work that out of you so that he can work something into your marriage that would bring him glory and honor. Okay, so don't so don't be like, oh, my God, I got to get away from this thing. It's it's just too much. And I I quit. No, just say, "Okay, God, reveal to me, because apparently I'm having a hard time. I'm so thick headed. Help me to see what it is you're trying to work out of me so that you can work something into me that's going to profit me and bring you glory. Okay. So so basically uh, what he's saying is I want you to think or to perceive in a state of joy in the midst of the storm. Okay, then once you look at it and go, oh, I'm so happy. Everything's falling apart. Yay. No, he wants in a state of joy. In essence, what he's saying is the problem is not the problem. The way you perceive the problem, that's your problem. The issue that's driving you crazy, that's not even the problem. It's how you're looking at it that's the problem. Your problem is not really your issue. It's the way you think. It's what you think about your issue. That's the issue. So guess what the issue is? You. What do we like to do? Oh, it ain't me. What, what Adam say to God? Well, who, who told you to eat that apple? Well, she did. The woman you made for me. She, she did. We, we quick to, pl- to play the blame game. Oh, I didn't do it. They did it. Well, I said that because they, they and I, I flipped the bird because they cut me off. Y'all think I'm, I'm just making that. Dude, I, I'm coming across 19 today, and I, I've got the right of way. And brother man comes out, and I'm like, it was almost a wreck right there trying to come across the median. And it was everything I could do not to hit my, my button, not my window to go down. I was like, keep both hands on the steering wheel, Weber. Do not touch that, because I knew if I hit that button, every bird sanctuary in my car was getting ready to fly. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Now he's saying suck in church, and then he's flipping bird. No, I didn't say that I did. I'm just saying the struggle is real, okay? But guess what the problem was? It wasn't the guy who cut me off who didn't see that I had the right of way. Hello. The problem was the way I saw the situation. And had I allowed things to take off and take flight, I would have made it worse. So again, guess who the problem is? Me. We, we are the problem. Most of the time, it's not the devil. Oh, the devil made me do it. New, new, new levels, new devils. No, new levels, you just don't know how to walk. You don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get there. Okay, let me keep, I can sit right there for a minute, but let's keep on going. 
So, so my question is, how are you thinking about your problems? Just take two seconds and go. And some of you are already there. You're like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I got this thing going on, and I, this is how I want to deal with it. How are you viewing your problems? How are you viewing your problems? What James is saying to us is this. When problems hit, you've got to face it with the right mindset. When the bank account goes down, and man, you're, and you're paying your tithe, and you're doing the things, and, and then, I mean, our air just messed up. We pay, we pay our tithe. We pay our bills on time and all that stuff. In one week's time, our air went out at the house, and that junk's expensive. Then the garage door just cr- I mean, it could have been really, really bad because Cody, the, the, the family that was with us on Sunday, the two boys had just walked through the garage, and the spring broke. Can't believe it had that much torque. And, buddy, when it slammed, you would have thought, all, all the all the all the all the jail cells in hell would just. I mean, it was that loud. I'm thankful. So so we're, we're taking care of that. So things happen, and and so I'm working out my own message, going, how are you looking at your problem? How are you looking at your situation? So when things happen, we've got to we've got to identify how we're looking at our issues and how we're looking at our problems. What what we've got to do is get to a place where we say, no matter what the valley looks like, no matter no matter what my circumstances look like that I'm in, I can still walk in the joy of the Lord. No matter what's going on, I can still walk in the joy of the Lord. That doesn't mean i got to be happy about the situation because that would mean I'm from another planet because if, that, if that's what God's requiring of me, I'm going to have a hard time. I'm going to come up short every time. But he does require me to look at it in a state of joy. It doesn't mean I'm celebrating, yes, my air's, my air's messed up, and oh my gosh, i got to park my car outside so a kitty cat can climb up in the motor and spray it so when I turn my air on, it, that, that fragrance fulfills my car. Yeah, that's the stuff I've been dealing with this week. Oh my God, that's all your problems? I'm just saying, I don't like cats. But for whatever reason, they show up at our house. I'm sorry, I thought I could just be real tonight. I'm just saying. And I know y'all are like, oh my God, that's the only problem he's got? No, if I really shared some of the big problems, you'd be like, oh my God, that's a man of God up there. <laughs> but it's how we look at our situation. It's how we look at the, the circumstances. that we're, Listen, my circumstances do not dictate my mood. Amy Weber, you listening? I know she about fell, probably fell off the bed in the hotel room right then. My circumstances do not, should not, let me rephrase that, should not dictate my mood. But there's an element of Weber in me that I, I have to, I have to, I have, I got to hold that down. I'm learning to not allow my circumstances and situations to dictate my mood. And let me tell you something, you got to wake up with that in mind because if you, if you just think that's just going to happen all on its own just because you heard a message, <laughs> good luck. It doesn't work that way. I got to wake up and go, okay, God, whatever happens today, help me and help me not to allow those things to dictate my mood. Because how many knows that it can flow into my kids? And it does. If, if daddy's in, I know y'all think when mom is happy, nobody's happy. But let me tell you something. When daddy ain't happy, ain't nobody in the house because they all go into the mall. They go and shop and they don't want to be no, I mean, even the dog's like, take me with you. Don't leave me with him. It's the truth. So we got, it's, it's how we look at our problems. And now the challenge is this. When we read, consider it pure joy, we view it as pure happiness. And let me say this. Happiness is a universe away from joy. And I know that's hard for us to understand because we think the two kind of are cousins, first cousins. No, 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 no. Happiness and joy 
are an entire universe away. Happiness is like in Florida in the summertime. Y'all know it rains like it can rain every 30 minutes and the sun comes out and you run outside and go, yes, it's sunny outside. I can do this and I can get that done. Like that's happiness, okay? That's happiness. But that's, that's, that's that, again, that's, that's, that's superficial. And that's how we allow our circumstances to dictate our emotions because we, we, at a surface level, all we, all we can comprehend is surface level emotions. We can't get deep. This is point number one I want you to, to get tonight. Happiness is a feeling that is fleeting. And for those of us that live in Florida, when the sun's out and you think everything's going to be good and it's blue skies, out of nowhere comes this black cloud, rolls up and thunders. <laughs> Happiness is fleeting. You woke up, you thought it was going to be great, you're going to all kinds of stuff you can do in the yard, and all of a sudden the clouds roll in. That's Florida. Happiness is fleeting. But joy, joy is something much deeper. Joy is a decision. Joy is a choice. That's, what, that's why God said, James told us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to look at your circumstances in a state of joy. Joy is a decision. When I wake up in the morning, I've got to make a decision that whatever comes my way, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a conscious decision that I'm going, to, I'm going to attack and I'm going to walk through this circumstance in a state of joy. Point number two, joy comes from and can only be found in God. Joy comes from and can only be found in God. You can't get it any other way. Happiness, you can get from all the likes on Facebook, Heart, 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 heart. Emojicon, emojicon, emojicon. That makes us happy. But joy comes from God. Example, how many remember the, the it's still out there, but I, I used to watch it when, when Bob Barker was at Price is Right. Y'all remember the Price is Right? Those people would lose their everlasting mind if they got their name called. They'd be sitting there. Bradley Weber, you're the next contestant on the Price is Right. Oh, my God, he called my name. They run down there just, oh, my God, he called my name. And they're like, okay, we're, you're down here with us. We got our names called too. Like, like that's a state of happiness. But did you ever notice, I was thinking about this today, you ever notice they never do a, after the one person goes through all the bidding? Well, first of all, have you ever seen them lose their mind over something as small as a blender? I'm not even talking about a, 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 a giveaway. They haven't even made it up to the stage yet. They're, they're bidding on a blender, and they get it right, and they're like, Like, they go crazy over a blender. And nobody else can share in the joy and excitement of homeboy that just won the blender. But this is what I thought. Have you ever noticed they never do the camera? They're, they're quick to put the camera on the person as they're losing their mind, but they never put the camera back on the group that never makes it to the stage. Why? Because they were so happy. But happiness is fleeting. It left because they didn't get the blender. Or they didn't, get, they, didn't, they didn't get their time on the camera up front. All they got was their name called. They got to lose their mind, and, and that was it. And that's how it is for us in life. It's like, oh, everything's going great. Yay! But let something go bad. Man, dude, God's still watching. He didn't turn the camera away just because you're getting it wrong. He's still watching. He's wanting to see how we're, how we're doing with this thing. After we listen to a message that says, does life really suck? He wants to know what you're going to do with that. Are you going to walk around and go, I don't care what he said. It does. He don't know my story. He don't know what I'm going through. It sucks. P.S. I don't care. Like, that, that's, that's how we do. Because we feel good taking on this. 
my life sucks, but I'm, I'm walking through it. No, you're walking through it with bitterness. Well, they don't understand me. Oh, who do they think they are? No, it says, the Bible says, consider it pure joy. So whatever's going on, you've got to look at it in a state, in a state of joy. What James is saying is when you think about your problem in the right way, again, how are you looking at your problem? How are you looking at, at things aren't working like, like you thought it was? I, I've talked to many people in this room that waiting on job calls and job interviews and things to go. How are we looking at that? God, God's, God's trying to work out patience in us. He's trying to work out and weed out the things of, I can make this happen and I can do He wants to work that out so he can work into you a faith that trusts him rather than yourself. Now, I also know that those same conversations, people have then gotten jobs. And the things that they were believing for. And, but let me say this. Just because it's not the call that you think. Oh, well now, fine God, just however you want it to be. Hey, you couldn't have got a call at all. It might not be the call you wanted, but it's the call that he thinks right for you. Because let me tell you something. There are some things I prayed for I am so thankful to God he didn't allow to happen. So we need, we need to learn to take on his view and to walk through everything in a state of joy. So in, in, as we're wrapping this thing up, where does this joy come from? Number one, it comes from the person of God. Who is that? Jesus Christ. The joy comes from Jesus Christ. How is that? Understanding what Jesus did for us on the cross. When we understand that, when we understand what he did on the cross, you will realize this, that I'm not living my life for a reward, I'm living my life from a reward. We feel like when we get saved and we recognize, I still, we, we just talked about that in, the, in, the, in this last series, Unimaginable Love. I, I feel like I got to do something to earn it. I can only get the reward based on how I perform. God is not interested in your performance. He's interested in, in a lifestyle that's surrendered. That's what he's looking at. That's what he's looking at. So we've got to understand that I'm, not, I'm no longer living my life from a place so that I can get a reward. I'm living in a place because I've been given the gift of mercy, grace, and love. Okay? Number two, where does joy come from? The purpose of God. We must settle the question. Listen, we must settle the question, is God good? Like, that'll shut down, my life sucks. That'll shut that down because... We, we either believe that he's, he's either, Amy and I say this all the time, he's either God or he's not. He's either in control or he's not. When we face stuff and we're going through things or, and, 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 you know, doctor visits and different things, he's either, you know, doctor reports, hello, he's either God or he's not. He's either on the throne or he's not. Does that mean that I just, I don't pray about it, just God, God just... Toss it up and give it to you, God. I hope you got it. No, there's a, there's a part that I have to play. But while I'm working this thing out, while I'm walking through it, 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 it matters how I view my situation. It matters how I see that situation. Why? Because in life, bad things are going to happen. But if we, already, if we already scratch off, is God good? Yes, he's good. All the time he's good. Doesn't matter what your circumstances look like. God is still good. So knowing that produces in me the ability to go, I can look at this circumstance, I can walk through this storm or this trial in a state of joy because I know that God is good. Regardless, he's good. He's good. Somebody say he's good. He is good. 
when, they, when, when, when we do, we have a faith that declares, regardless of my situation, God is good. Regardless of what I'm going through, God is good. This joy comes around when you truly believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joy comes around when you truly believe that God can turn it around. If you truly believe that God can turn your situation around, you, if you believe that God can turn it around, you can look at it in a, in a state of joy. But do we believe that he can really turn it around? Or do I feel like I got to get in and put my hands in the mix and, and, and roll my sleeves up and I got I to help God out a little bit? Oh, okay. It must be an extra seat up there for you. No, God can turn it around, whatever it is. But it may not, it may not be the answer that you think it needs to be. And you got to be okay with that because God sees something much bigger than how you see life. His purpose for you may be completely different than what you see because you're not linked into him. If you'll get linked into him and start believing in him and start understanding that he's good and truly allowing your life to, be, to collide with his, you'll understand God's purpose for your life. And, and whatever it is, God, I, 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 oh, you want me to go that way? I'll go that way. But how do we treat God? It's like being on the road and we, we see God coming. And, and, and I remember when I was going through things and I, I didn't want to talk to my dad because I knew what dad was going to say. Shut your mouth, keep quiet, stay the course, walk quietly. I didn't want to hear that, so what I do? I just didn't. And we treat God that way. We'll see God coming down the road. We come into church, and, 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 and we recognize the message that's coming. It's almost like we're driving down the road in a two-lane, two-lane road, and we see oncoming traffic. And we recognize that it's God. We recognize that it's the answer, but it's not coming in the way we want. So what do we do? Oh, there's a side street. And we duck in there and and, and turn the lights off so they drive by and not know. Let me tell you something. You can't hide from God. Just because you're running your own way and doing it the way you think is best for you. First of all, let me know how that works out. But secondly, God knows you just turned off on that road. And he's going to let you sit there in in the dark. He's going to let you sit there in the dark and let you just work it out. You may even run out of gas because guess what? He's right there watching. You can see him in your rearview mirror. He's sitting right there. He just wants to know, will you turn the lights back on and back that baby out and then come and come and let me help you through this? But we won't do it. Why? Because we're looking at our life circumstances and situations and a jacked, we got jacked up views. We, I mean, our lenses are all cracked and we can't, I can't see God. I don't understand what's really going on. Why can't I see? Because I'm looking at it the way I want to see what benefits me rather than how God sees it and how God wanna be, wants to benefit me and you to give him glory. Mm. Woo. Number three. Oh, yeah. Your bad choices, your mistakes, your regrets, all those things, man, give it to God. Stop trying to hold that thing. Stop trying to put that in the backpack and feel proud about it. Yep, all my mistakes and all my regrets and things that I did, and I feel good. No, you don't because you're walking around with a bumper sticker on your back of your backpack that says, life sucks. Oh, no? That's, you're, you're telling it. Putting that stuff on Facebook. Calling up so-and-so and going to the beauty shop and telling all everybody else's business. My life sucks. Their life sucks. Oh, we love just, I got to stop. <laughs> I got to stop. I, gotta stop. I need y'all to stay. <laughs> we do, though. <laughs> y'all would have gotten it. Y'all would have loved it, but I can't. Okay, number three. How do, where's this joy come from? It comes from the people of God. Where's the joy come from? It comes from the people of God. You say what you will. You may come here because you like the music. 
You may come here because you like the way the word is communicated. But I promise you, you have to admit, you like to be in the house of God because of the people that are around you. We often come just to be around other Christians. I know I, I come to be around... I don't come because of the music, and I don't come because of the word. I, I come a lot of times because I need to be around people who are walking in the same way, that I, the same direction that I am. Why? Because it's encouraging to know and see God working in the lives of other people. It's encouraging. See, that's what we got to remember. I say it all the time. You may not have a microphone or a platform, but baby, you got a platform. And people are watching how you're working this thing out. They're watching. Not only is God watching, but people are watching as you walk through these things. You've called yourself a Christian, but yet you're telling everybody, it sucks. Well, but come to Jesus. Come to, church. come to forward, church. Really? Who are you kidding? You need to come off the crack because it's whack. You're smoking some jacked up stuff. Because ain't nobody going to come to church with you. When you... Mm, it just sucks. And can you believe so-and-so? Come, let's go to lunch. Let's just talk about it. Oh, you didn't like that, did you? But it's true. People are watching your lifestyle. People are watching your lifestyle. It's encouraging to see. Oh, they got problems? I got problems. If they can get through their stuff, I can get through my stuff. If they can get through Monday, I can get through Monday. If they can get through their storm, I can get through my storm. That's what I'm talking about. Where's that joy come from? It's not just from all us coming in here singing Kumbaya. It's going, oh, he got problems. Oh, he don't like cat being sprayed in his car either. Man, that's cool. That's my boy. Oh, they had marriage issues? And, and, and they still worked it out? And they've been together for 14 years? That was me and Amy? And you worked it out? Well, then we can work it out. See, that's... that. Sure, it's, it's, it's understanding who Jesus is. It's understanding his purpose. But there's also this element that joy comes being around fellow Christians and being together. Amen? All right, let's go back to that again. Verse 2 through 3. said, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials. We don't want to face. What do we do? Consider, how do you consider it? This is what we do. How do you consider it joy when we're running from problems? Ain't nobody facing nothing. We want to run from it. I don't like what she said. So I'm going to go get a hotel room. I ain't staying at home tonight. Fooey. No, it says to face trials. Face it. We don't want to. We want to run from it. I don't want to face it. Why? Because it looks too much like my pride, and I ain't willing to give that up. Well... Everybody say tests. Yeah. It says to face your trials whenever you face the trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Two things I know about tests. You've heard this before. Two things I know about tests. A good teacher always is silent during an exam. Y'all have heard that before. Who's the teacher? Jesus is the teacher. And what do we want? When we get in a jam, what do we want? We want him to come and help us. But what he's telling us tonight on the 20th, I think, of July, he's saying, how are you looking at your problems? I'm watching. It's a test. And a good teacher, I always liked them teachers that let us have an open book exam. Y'all remember them? I didn't like tests in, I didn't like tests in, in middle school. I hated tests. And don't throw a pop quiz on me. I, 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 I hate you. I'm feeling sick. Can I go to the nurse? How many knows you may go home, but that test is still going to show up the next day when you come back. You may walk away and refuse to face your trial and your storm, but when you, when, you, when you come back around, guess what? It's still there. It's still there. But a good teacher is always silent. 
And, 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 and God is one of those good teachers that I like. Why? Because it's an open book test. Everything that we need is right here. It's an open book test. But how many knows? I was one of them. I still went do did the little, um, what, did, what do they call it when you did the scantrons? Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. You know, when you just, even though you had the answers, it's like, it's too hard to look it up. It's right there. But that's how many Christians are. I don't want to try. I quit. She hurt my feelings. He hurt my feelings. I quit. I don't like them. I'm running away. The answer's right here. It's how we perceive. It's how we look at it. I'm, I'm bringing this plane down. I promise. Listen, there's no flunking out with God. You just keep taking the same test over and over and over. There's no flunking. You're going to stay right there over and over and over again. In closing, can I pastor you for just a minute? Give me like 10 more minutes. Can I pastor you for just a minute? Many of us in this room are called to the 12th grade, but you're taking 6th grade exam over and over and over and over again. The thing I know about God, you can't graduate to the next, it's just like school, you can't graduate to the next level until you pass the test. There's no flunking, you just, you, you just keep trying. But until you pass that test, over and over and over again. Listen, I'm not making light of your situation, but I want to encourage you through it. Remember what I said? I want to equip you, I want to encourage you, and I want to build you up. I'm not making light of whatever it is you're going through. Your struggle may be way worse than mine. But I want to encourage you through it. That verse said, when you face trials. It didn't say if you face trials. It's a guaranteed shoe-in, baby. You're going to face trials. You can't get away from it. You can't run from it. And if you do, when you get back to the track, it will be there waiting on you. That's just part of it. So all that junk, just as I am without one plea, everything will happen for me. No. If I come to Jesus, it'll all work out. No. It'll work out for, for your good. But sometimes what we see as good, or what he sees as good may be bad. We see it as bad, but he sees it as good. We don't like it because it's requiring something of us. It's requiring us to shed off some stuff that, that, that makes us feel good. But I'm telling you, it's killing who you are inside. It's killing the dream that God's placed inside of you because you won't let it go. Pride's a killer, man. Pride will kill you. It'll kill the dream. It'll kill the, you saying the dream can be killed? It can definitely shut it off. We're going to go through trials. Some of you may, some of you tonight may be here going through some of the hardest moments that you've ever experienced in your life. And you're saying, man, why, where's God? Is God silent? Why is he silent? God's absent. No, he's not absent. God's not absent. He's a good father. And he's watching you. You're in the middle of a test. He's being quiet. You've been in the classroom. He wants to know what are you doing with the the knowledge you've been given. That's why it's important to take notes. It's kind of like a cough drop. You put 
when you take notes, it's like a cough drop. You may, you may put it in there because you needed it one day, but how many knows you come to church one day and you didn't wash your britches, and maybe a couple months later, <clears throat> you got this cough and you're reaching a, a cough drop. That's what notes are. You may not feel like you need them now, but I guarantee you, you're going to need this stuff because life's going to come up and you're going to go, it sucks. I quit. He'll let you think you're going to quit. But God will come chasing you. He'll chase you down. He'll put, he'll put pastors up there with goofy Krispy Kreme t-shirts to tell you, your life don't suck. Not as much as mine, but we're all in it together. Man, that was pretty cool. I guess I can, if he can do it, I can do it. Listen, if you want to go to the next level... If you want to continue to walk in your destiny, then you have to walk through it faithfully. If you want to walk into what God has for you, you've got to learn to walk in it faithfully. Because until you've been tested, you cannot be trusted. Until you've been tested... I tell you what, I need my car. I need, I need things that I, that I purchased that could be dangerous for me. I couldn't even, the spring that I bought for the garage door, I couldn't find it anywhere in LaGrange. Went to Home Depot, even though they told me they had it. I got there and he said that she, she sells appliances. She don't even know. I'm like, well, I just drove 45 minutes. I needed somebody to tell me y'all didn't sell it. You know why they don't sell it? Because it's a liability. They called around to like four, four other little places in, in Gainesville. None of them sold it. It's a liability. But guess what? I found I could order it online because then I'm responsible. I didn't get it at a store. But I need to know, and it showed up tonight, so we're going to fix that door. Well, somebody's coming to help me fix it because it's a liability. <laughs> but I needed to know that that spring, let me tell you something. The torque that that thing had that it snapped into is unbelievable. But I needed to know that that thing's been tested, that that. that, that you know, that, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to make that door go up and down. And I don't have to worry about pulling my car through. I don't have to worry about my kids walking through it. I trust. Because why? It's been tested. And before God can trust you with anything, he has to know that you, that he's going to put you, whatever the test is, whatever, when the fire's on, that just only should let you know that there's something greater that's coming your way. That saying the best is yet to come, oh, that sounds like a great, Christian cliche statement but when hell is coming and man it's it's hot in here that means God is getting ready to throw something on you stop trying to run he wants to give you something greater than what you think you can handle the greater the test the greater the responsibility I say this all the time the greater the stretch in, in, in a bow and arrow the greater the stretch the more pressure the further the launch God stretch me so much because I want to be out there I don't want to just be just get me by a Christian I don't want to just have a little happy marriage I, I want it to be hot and sexy all the time I'm not talking about physical I'm talking about when I say sexy I, I, I cars are sexy man that's a sexy car I like that car what that thing does something to me like I want that kind of marriage and again I'm not talking about what happens in the bedroom I'm talking about I want sexiness Justin Timberlake talking about bring sexy back. Again, I'm not talking about the physical. I'm talking about I want it to be so enticing. I want my relationship with Christ to be so hot and on fire that people go, now that's sexy. Take that in the right context, but I want you to feel where I'm, where I'm going with this thing. That's how I want my marriage to be. That's how I want my relationships to be. I want it to be I mean, I, super fly. I want it to be just, just, I want my relationship to be without flaw. 
And I don't think I'll ever really get there until I get to heaven because I'm not perfect. My life's a mess and I need God and with his help, I'll get there. Till we've been tested, he cannot trust us. Why am I going through this? The testing develops and produces perseverance. And we're going to stop right there tonight. The testing produces perseverance. That's that element that that does away with the I quit factor. Perseverance. Tests develop perseverance. It will put inside of you the ability to stop saying I quit. This sucks. I'm out. Peace. Deuces. Through when I tell you this. I remember, and y'all have heard my dad tell all the time about how his dad, which was my grandfather, my papa, was a pastor, but he also built houses. And I remember years ago when I was younger than Ansley, little bitty guy, and I'd be on the work sites where he was building houses, and he'd be like, Bradley, go get, go get, I don't know, it would be like, because um, he did masonry stuff too, and it might have been uh, the bricks. And I, I was trying to be smart instead of doing it one at a time. Because where he, Papa told me to go was like way over there. And I'm like, I ain't, you know how, man, I ain't walking all the way over here. Brick by brick. I'm going to get this five-gallon bucket. I'm going to put as many as I can in here. And I barely got it off the ground. I remember going, too heavy, Papa, too heavy. So he showed me another way, and he helped me. We got them out together, and we took them back and forth, back and forth. But he taught me perseverance, which there's something inside of me that I'm not a quitter. I might complain about some stuff. That's how I used to until God developed this message in me. I got to stop that. Y'all need to stop it, too. Y'all looking at me like, yeah, you need to stop that. No, y'all need to stop complaining about what y'all got going on, too. Because before I can deliver it, I got to eat it. I got to eat this, and I'm eating it. Trust me. I know Amy's probably going, man, because she knows circumstances will adjust my attitude like that. Too heavy, Papa. Too heavy. But we can't quit. And I remember when he passed away and we went to Ohio and did his funeral. I was one of the pallbearers and carried the casket. And even though I was a grown man, I know that's questionable. But even though I was a grown man, just between, nobody else knew what I was saying. But as I carried it, I just whispered, too heavy, Papa. Too heavy. Many of you here tonight going, my circumstances, too heavy. But Abba Father, Papa, Daddy, your Heavenly Father. He wants to be like my grandfather. He wants to, he wants to help you. He's, he's not going to let you walk over there and struggle. He wants to know, will you ask for help? Not going to quit and just leave it there and get somebody else to do it. He wants to know, will you allow me to help you? Well, how's he going to help me? First of all, he wants you to start attacking your situations in a, in a, in a, in a, with an element of joy. Rather than allowing your happiness to be determined based on what, how bad or good it is. 
So tonight, everybody's standing and we're getting ready to go home. I want you to be encouraged to know that whatever you're going through, we said it last week, God loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to know, will you allot time for me? Whatever it is, he's got it. It's not that bad. It's not. It's not. Not with God. What do we got to do? We got to recognize where joy comes from. Comes from Jesus. Comes through finding his purpose. And it comes from being together. Amen. So be encouraged tonight. Life doesn't really suck. It's not that bad. Not when we're together. I got issues, man. I, I call somebody. Man, I need, I need help. Can you help me? We, we're quick to complain and tell our friends. And the ones we're telling are actually the ones that could help us. But instead, we're, we're pushing off our help through negativity. Instead of going... I'm a mess. My marriage is a mess. My choices, oh my God, I'm a mess. I need God. When we get to that point, watch and see what God will do. Watch and see what God will do. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. God, I thank you that it encourages us. God, I thank you that it equips us. God, it, 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 it motivates us. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.